Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking with special guests Michael Damien and Sam Hewen from Hallmark's A Princess for Christmas. Plus, we will be reviewing Here Comes the Boom, Muppets Take Manhattan, and Flight Before Christmas. And right now I'm going to hand it over to Brianna, who is going to be interviewing our two guests. So take it away, Brianna. Thank you. Sam, how are you? Hi, guys. Sam, you just finished appearing as Bruce Wayne Batman in Batman Live in the U.S. You are a graduate of the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama and nominated for the Lawrence Oliver Award in 2003 for the most promising performance. How did you get involved with The Princess for Christmas? Wow. Yeah. Uh, you've obviously done some research. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, last year uh, I uh, was really fortunate enough to audition for the, the part. Um, Michael and Janine Damien were obviously in the U.S., and I was still in London. Um, so I, I went in on camera there, and uh, obviously they saw the tapes. And uh, I went from there. We had some conversations on the phone. We talked about um, you know all the things that the role required. And, uh, yeah, I guess I was just really lucky to be part of the you know, fantastic film. Oh, that's good. I, I've I've always wanted to audition for a film and be like, yeah, like a different country, like it films in London or whatever. And like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm across the country. Oh yeah. So, speaking of your audition, yeah. how did your audition go? You obviously made it, but were you nervous? How was the play role for that? <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, I guess I was uh, slightly nervous, and uh, I'd read the script and really thought it was fantastic, and it a really uh, lovely, you know, story to it, and it was very heartfelt. But I just wanted to do a good job. Um, obviously, I also saw that uh, um, the character he needed to uh, to do lots of things like riding horses and uh, dancing, which is uh, not my forte. Um, uh, playing the violin. So these are all things that, like, I had to prepare. We had to do some archery as well. Um, but it was great. You know, Michael and Janine were like really supportive. And uh, when we got to Romania, I started having uh, a lot of dancing lessons, which uh, was quite 
quite quite good fun. Yeah, I can't do any of those things. So like, if if I tried out for one of those things, they'd be like, "Yeah, no, you can't do anything." So I'm sorry. So yeah, it's good that you had those qualities or you practiced them at least. It's on uh, in on film, it's good because you get more than one one chance to do it. Because uh, my dancing really yeah. isn't that very good, as you can see in the film. There's some uh, there's some pretty pretty bad dancing at one point. Uh, that's all me. <laughs> well, I thought it was fabulous. You were playing the role of the prince in this film. How was that for you? Did you get a taste of how a prince's life was, or did you get a taste of how the castle life was? Sorry, I missed that. What did you say? You were playing a role of a prince in this film. How was that for you? Yeah. Did you figure out how a prince life was, or a castle life was? Yeah, well, I think we were really lucky with... Um you know the location of of the the movie was filmed in Romania, which I'd never been to. You know, very far away from from London and quite far away from the U.S. as well. But it was a beautiful place, as you can see in the film. And we had this magnificent castle and and grounds that we could film in. So that kind of lent itself to to uh, to the film. You know, it's like this magical place. And um, just being part of uh, the whole family there. You know, we had fantastic uh, Sir Roger Moore who my father and he's he is like royalty he's like he's so famous and um it was a real pleasure to work with him so um yeah i mean you know the story is about also jules and how she doesn't fit into this world uh at first and uh it was fun to play with that you know her awkwardness like when we first meet she knocks over uh she breaks the light fitting and that was good fun to play that yeah it's cool how you I, w I would love to go to Romania like I would love to go anywhere because <laughs> like US is pretty big I don't yeah it's pretty big for like for me and I haven't been a lot of places so it's cool to travel and stuff it when was uh, you were on place, but it was like minus 15 uh, degrees Celsius I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit but it was so cold like like being up in Canada or something it was so cold yeah, coldness never, never, um, never, <laughs> never liked never me. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool that you. Did you get used to it? Because I mean, I have to ask that. Uh, well, we uh, we were really lucky. In between shots, we uh, you know, we had people that would come and like give you warm things. And um, the scene where I'm shooting a bow and arrow uh, outside, that was so cold that day that uh, Michael, the director, he gave me his jumper to wear uh, so in the film I'm actually wearing his the director's jumper but um, hey it kept, kept me warm at least well Sam Hewen thank you so much for talking to me today that's an absolute pleasure you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking with Michael Damien and Sam Hewen from Hallmark's A Princess for Christmas. Plus, we will be reviewing Here Comes the Boom, Muppets Take Manhattan, and Flight Before Christmas. This is Brianna Hobiton, and now I'm speaking with Michael Damien. So, how are you, Michael? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm having a great day. It's beautiful in Los Angeles, and very excited to be on your show. Thank you. A, prince, a, a Princess for Christmas is about a young woman who receives an invitation from an estranged relative to visit them for Christmas. She travels with her niece and nephew to a castle in Europe, where she falls for an attractive prince. 
You wrote this with your wife, Janine. Where did you get the plot from? Well, it started where Janine and I love Christmas films. And it's, it's our favorite time of the year. And we've got, I mean, we rent every single thing that, that, that's available at Christmas. And we watch, you know, just nonstop. Every night we watch a, a Christmas movie every night. And so, you know, for the whole month of, of December, after, actually we start the day after Thanksgiving. And so we were kind of getting frustrated. We were just renting the same movies over and over again. We're thinking, you know, where are the new Christmas movies? And where are some of the, you know, with snow and the castle or something really magical and beautiful? And, you know, they, the Christmas movies seem to be getting a little bit more dysfunctional and really kind of cynical and, and you know, just really not a lot of fun. And so we just sat down and started writing some ideas. And and then it just, uh, you know, it... Uh, we were inspired, you know, and it, it was one of those things just born out of uh, out of the need to really want to make something special and something that will be remembered from Christmas, you know, for Christmases to come. Yeah, I also love Christmas films. You produced this film and directed it. Katie McGrath, Sam Huhan, and Roger Moore are cast in this film. How was it working with each of them? Well, of course, working with Roger Moore, you know, 007, James Bond, who was one of my favorite James Bonds from, uh, one of my favorites was A Spy Who Loved Me, and, and you know, to work with, he's also royal, by the way, I don't know if you know, his name is Sir Roger Moore, and he's been knighted by the Queen Ooh. of England, so, you know, uh, his, he's Sir Roger Moore, and his wife is Lady Christina, so I think it was really quite serendipitous to actually have royalty in our royal movie <laughs> you know it really made <laughs> it's it like royal fun. royalty <gasps> yeah and katie mcgrath is is I'm, I'm not sure you've seen her before but she's on a series called merlin and a tv series and we just we we discovered her and, and thought what a great new talent and let's uh you know let's uh, you know let's audition her and and if she's right for the role of jules and you know let's make it happen and she was and and then the tough part of course is finding prince charming and we searched mm -hmm. all over Europe and England, and then all of a sudden Sam Hewen walked in, and and you know of course I I have to defer to my wife Janine, and I was like Janine, so do you think that young girls and women are going to like him? And she's like, oh yes, we should hire him, you know. <laughs> so she said he's really cute. Let's hire him. Okay, so we, I said okay, well he's a very good actor. Let's do it. And then before we you know before you know it, we had the whole uh, we had most of the cast put together. Mm, that's cool how you found everyone, I think, fairly quickly. This film was filmed on location. How was that? Well, it was very magical to shoot at a beautiful castle in, in Romania, up in the mountains. It was called Pelish Castle, and uh, it was, of course, built by a Romanian king in, uh, I think it was um, early 1800s, and it was just spectacular. We had natural snow falling. We it just, you know, the snow was on the trees and 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 just this beautiful whimsical setting. Uh, it was picture perfect for a holiday Christmas film. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Romania, so I think I think that'd like be awesome for me to go to. Oh, oh, I absolutely sorry. love Princess Tales, and of course the Christmas holidays. What would you like for people to take away from this film, like the main message? I would say, um, first of all, 
we want people to enjoy it, and we want the families to come together and sit, you know, together and, and you know, get the fire going and watch a family Christmas film together. And I think it's 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 very important for us to to achieve that. It's because I grew up with the family coming together and watching, you know, a great Christmas film, you know, all together. The nine, I have six sisters and two brothers, so it's a big family. And so I just really the the, the thought of everyone coming together uh, during Christmas is very special to us. And and I think that it's a story of uh, of you know truly in the story it's family coming together and resolving differences. And it's a story of forgiveness, and I hope that it inspires people to maybe reach out to a loved one and to a family member maybe you haven't talked to, and you're you know you maybe there's been a, a difficulty or a, or you've had an argument in the past and maybe resolve those differences. And the perfect time and the perfect I hate to use it as an excuse, but it's a great motive uh, that using the Christmas holiday as your uh, as your way in and and and. You know, people tend to be a little bit uh, more approachable and are in a happier mood, and so maybe that's the time to reach out to to loved ones and friends. It doesn't have to even be family. It could be a good friend at school that you haven't talked to, maybe you had a little argument. So that's what this story is about. It's about forgiveness and coming together uh, for Christmas. Yeah, I also found that out about this film. I'm just like, that would be a great message. Well, Wonderful. <laughs> well, Michael, thank you so much for interviewing me today. I really like this film. And to all our listeners, A Princess for Christmas is a Hallmark original and has been released on DVD and is now available in stores everywhere. So please check it out. Let's Fantastic. take a break. Great I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions. Thanks, Brianna, for that interview. It was wonderful. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. 
Listen for The Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's talk about the adorable film Muppets Take Manhattan, and we have with us Brianna. So how are you doing today, Brianna? Very good. How are you? I'm awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about this film? Okay. (laughs) Kermit, voice of Jim Henson, and his friends the Muppets traveled in New York to be stars on Broadway with their musical. So they have a musical and they go, like, suddenly they're just like, we want to go to Broadway. So they all go. But not long after they get in the Big Apple, they figure out getting on Broadway isn't as easy as they expected because the first man they go to for Broadway, he he's, like, not a stealer, I think, but he is involved with criminal things. So, and he's like, yeah, it's a new hit. And then Right after that, they figure out that he's a criminal. So, and each and every person they go after, it's not working out. So, after a while, Kermit and his friends are ready to throw in the towel. Everyone except Hermit, I mean Kermit, <laughs> leaves New York and scatters across the country. Kermit is now determined to get his musical on Broadway and get his friends back. So he's kind of lonely. Well, what did you think of this movie? I. Th- thought it was really good because I mean I'm a personal fan of the Muppets so um, anything they do like I haven't seen all of their movies but whenever I can I try to see them because they're really good and I, especially in this film because I didn't expect this plot so I think it was really good mm-hmm. well I love the Muppets and my entire family does and my brother went through a phase he's eight years old but he always goes through phases where he obsessed with some for a while like he was obsessed with cars for a really long time but he recently was obsessed with the Muppets so I saw like every Muppet movie like back to back for mm-hmm. like weeks so I love the Muppets um, so how do you think this movie compares to other Muppet films well for me I think this one that I saw was the most I guess not old-fashioned, but, like, later dated, because mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen, I guess, I think one or two of the new ones. can't remember. But um, this one was more old-dated, so... But surprisingly to me, it was my favorite, so... Oh, wow. That, well, I'm glad you liked it. Um, so what did you think your favorite scene or character might be? Well, my favorite scene is when Miss Piggy, voice of Frank Oz... 
and she's imagining her and Kermit as babies, and they're doing this whole little musical thing with their funny baby voices. It sounds so cute and adorable, and it's like, like she was like, oh, I wonder how we would be if we met earlier, and so they do this whole musical, and it's really cute, and I think my favorite character would have to be Miss Piggy, of course, because she's really dramatic on things, and she's always like, Kermy, 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 and it's really, really cute. Miss Piggy is my favorite character, too. I mean, who wouldn't love her? She is such a diva. (laughs) So what age group would you recommend this film for? I would recommend this film for 6 to 12, but you can Mm -hmm. also watch it if you're older. I just think that um, older ages, not older ages, but I mean younger ages would not... I mean, not 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 get it, but like I think it's just right for that age because I think those most people will enjoy it the most and get it the most. So, but you can watch if you're older. I mean, I'm not saying oh you're over twelve, you can't watch this. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. Well, I'm 15 and I'm in high school, so this definitely isn't a movie that I'd like invite my friends over to watch and like do facials and talk about guys and stuff. Okay. But, I mean, it's a movie that I enjoy watching with my brother and my family. So, I think it's definitely a good family film, but it's not, like, one of those teen movies that you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I'd give it a four because it has really good music and a meaningful message. And it has really good scenes because I was like, oh my gosh, it's a great scene. And then I was like, the next scene is probably not going to be good because that it was such a great scene. And then the next one was equally as great. So, mm-hmm. And what did you think of the music in this film? Um, With the music, I thought it was really good because when he was walking, it was music. And it's it was kind of a musical in a musical. So... The musical part, he was just singing, and it was it was really cool because it went with it so well. Because the way I know the Muppets is music, so like the first thing I think of when I see Muppets, I hear music. So you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Here Comes the Boom, Muppets Take Manhattan, and Flight Before Christmas. And right now I'm talking with Brianna about Muppets Take Manhattan, and we are both Muppets fans. I mean, who isn't? So she was just telling me a little bit about this film, so we'll continue with that. Is there anything you might change from this film or maybe add into this film? Um, with I mean, I would only add because um, since I'm a such I'm such a big fan with Miss Piggy, um, I think not more Miss Piggy, but like, well, yeah, technically more Miss Piggy because I mean she's such a great character. I mean, like, and throughout the film she's kind of like spying on him, so mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. should have a little bit more Miss Piggy because you know she's awesome and she's dramatic and she's a diva and who doesn't love those people. Yeah, something that I think is really cool about this um, film is that, um, what's her name, Joan Joan Rivers or something, or Joan, Joan something, she's like <laughs> really famous on E! now, she's the one that like does the um, the makeup scene with Miss Piggy, and I love that scene, I think that's so funny. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so funny, and like, now she's like all, she does like this critique show on E! and stuff, but I was just like, oh my god, that's her when she was younger. That's pretty cool. So, what did you think of the overall production of the film? 
When I think about the overall production, I think it was very well put because it had a very good plot and a very good message. And then, I mean, it has the Muppets and because it, it's a great film with the Muppets. So I think it was very good for that reason. And also, um, it I like that it had... I think all the Muppets movies have this, but Muppets and then people. So it was kind of like a mixed thing. Yeah. And what do you think is the biggest moral or message in this film? A good message I found in this film is to never give up, no matter how hard it is, because um, in this film, he gets rejected so many times. And like Dr. Seuss, he got rejected so many times by other people because they didn't accept him. But Kermit got rejected a lot of the time, and he was people were... Like, the Muppets were like, oh, how can we do this? Oh, how can we do this? And he, they were depending on him. And he gets this total outburst because he's put on a lot of pressure because he really just, he told them before, like, uh, we're not ready for it. And he just wanted, they just want to swing into it. So he's really depressed because, I mean, he's getting rejected. But in the end, not in the end, but, like, throughout the film, he he gains his courage to keep on going with that because you just can't do something and then be like oh I failed at it I'm never going to try again so I think that was a big moral when in this film absolutely when you fall off a horse get back up and keep riding you know so did you relate to the story at all or do you think that the story has a relatable aspect to it um I specifically I think related to this film because I mean, not exactly, but I've always wanted to be not on, like, yeah, on big shows, not necessarily Broadway, but maybe Broadway. I mean, I've always wanted to be that shining star. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, with them trying to get on Broadway is, like, how I would, like, if I wanted to get on Broadway, I'd be like, yeah, we're going to Broadway. Yak mangas. Be like, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, we can do this. Um, but yeah, I think that's how I relate to it. But I think how overall people relate to it is, again, the moral, how you never give up. Because I think, no, I know, like, everyone has this problem because they're like, no, I can't do it. So they just stop. So I think everyone can relate to that. But I can specifically relate to being the star or being on Broadway. Absolutely. Never giving up on your dreams is the most important thing because if it's something that you really, really want and that you're really, really passionate about, it'll happen for you, Um, you know, whether it's exactly as you planned or not so exactly how you planned it, (laughs) but it'll happen for you. So one last quick question before we go to break. If you could be one character in this film, who would you be and why? And I'm pretty positive I know who you're going to say, but let's just see. Miss Piggy. I knew it. I was right. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, I would be Miss Piggy, too. Yeah. I mean, because I, in school, everyone's like, you're such a drama queen, and you're like a diva, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You're and like, when I, of course I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to embrace it. Yes. Well, let's all just, we all have a little bit of Miss Piggy inside of <laughs> us. Every single boy and every single girl, we all have a bit of a diva. All right, well, thank you, Brianna, for being with us. And, guys, be sure to check out The Muppets Take Manhattan because it's a very cute film, and it has Miss Piggy in it, so it's automatically fantastic. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the flight before Christmas, and we have with us Juliana. How are you today, Juliana? I am very good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So why don't you tell me a little bit about this film? Okay. This film is about a young reindeer named Nico who wants to fly, but... No one else thinks he can but him. And he, at the same time, he wants to find out who his dad is. It's like he desperately wants to know. And on his journey to find his father, he meets a very interesting people that will help him on his journey along the way. That's awesome. So what did you think of this movie? I thought it was a, a really cute movie. And I have seen this before, and it's it's just a great movie. And what did you think of the cinematography in this film and the visuals in this film? Um, I thought they did a great job with it. I loved 
the details with their animation. I thought the little, their little um faces were so adorable. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. I could just eat them up. And it sounds like a very Christmassy film. So, do you think it would be a good family film for around Christmas time? Uh, most definitely, yes. So, what age um group would you recommend it for? Um, I think that this movie would be for ages six and up because it is a great family film but like I think like the wolves attacking the reindeer and trying to like eat them I think that would like scare the little kids yeah that's a little scary (laughs) yeah so what do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film my favorite character would have to be Wilma because she was very like brave and daring she was really funny too um, and my favorite scene involves her, and she's like singing and she's dancing on like this pile of snow on like the edge of a cliff. She's mm-hmm. looking down at like the wolves and Nico and the little flying squirrel Julius. And while she's singing, she's like poking holes in the snow, and then she does this like giant note, and like a, there's like a giant avalanche. It was so funny. I was like oh laughing. Gosh so hard that I fell. That's really funny. And what did you think of the soundtrack of this film? Um, there wasn't really a soundtrack, but the music that was in it kind of, like, re- went really good with, like, ha- what was going on. Like, the Flying Forces had their own little, like, theme song for themselves. It was really oh, funny. Oh, cute. That's awesome. So, is there anything that you would change to this film, or something you might add, something you might take away? Um, it's a good film, but I would add, like, what happens in, like, their later life, because it just, like, ends off that, um, Nico finds his father, and he returns back to, like, the tribe, and I don't, like, like how it just, like, ends there, and the father comes to visit. I just, like... I wish it would, like, go and, like, show how their lives go from there. So it had kind of, like, an abrupt ending? Yeah. I hate it when that happens in movies. Unless it's, like, a suspense movie where it's, like, okay to have, like, a abrupt ending because it makes sense. But that's yeah. awful. If it's, like, a family movie, you want to know what happens. Exactly. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I would give this film... Four out of five stars because I like this film, but I watched it a couple weeks ago and I don't really think it was like good because it's not Christmas time. But when I watched it, I felt like it was Christmas. Yeah, and then that's I'm how like, I always feel whenever Mom, I watch what Christmas day movies. Is it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like December or something. Yeah. That's also something that kind of bothers me when stores start putting out Christmas decorations before Halloween. I'm exactly. like, no people. No. I went you to can't the store the other day and I saw Christmas lights and snowmen and we tried to find Halloween stuff, but there was nothing. Yeah, it's like seriously people. We still have like a really long time till Christmas. Like slow slow your roll. Exactly. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we will be reviewing Princess for Christmas and Flight Before Christmas. So it's very Christmas themed today. And right now we're talking about the Flight Before Christmas. And um 
we are talking all about this movie and what we like about it, and also about Christmas decorations before Halloween, which is not fun for anyone. Um, so, what did you think of the overall production of this film? I thought they did a really great job, and it's just such a great film to watch. It just gets you in the Christmas mood. Absolutely. So, did you relate to this story in any way? Um, I kind of do. Um, I'm not a reindeer, but I do kind of, like, relate to the fact that I know I can do something, but people don't think that I can. And then I can prove them wrong. That's that's what I think. I feel like sometimes that's always the best, is, like, being able to be like, I told you so, told you that I could fly, even though... That's not going to happen, but still. Yeah. It's still a cool feeling to, like, prove it to other people and prove it to yourself that you can do anything as long as you set your mind to it. Yeah, prove to the haters they were wrong. (laughs) Yes. So, if you had to be one character, who would you be and why? I would probably be Wilma because she's, like, a free-spirited kind of person. Well, she's not a person, but... She's just, like, absent-minded. She's just, like, doing whatever she wants, being who she wants to be, and she doesn't care what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. That's always good qualities to have. So what is something in this film that stuck with you the most, whether it's the animation or the voiceovers or a character? What's one thing that is really memorable to you? Um, I thought that the message in this film was an easy way to, like, remember it. Like, you should never give up on your dream. That's how I, like, remember this film. I'm just like, (laughs) I love this film. It has such a great message to it. I always find that when films have, like, a really good deeper message, then you're able to enjoy them more, because you're not just enjoying them on, like, a shallow level. You're able to, like watch the movie and be like yes I really admire the message that it's putting out yeah do you think there are any other messages besides believing in yourself um I think this kind of goes with it but like if you think you can you can do it and if you try hard you can accomplish it absolutely Like you have to put the work in to get something out of it Mm-hmm. What do you think of the emotion in this film? I thought that some parts were sad, but other parts were actually, like, really happy. And some were hilarious. Just, like, the part where Wilma's singing and then everyone's just, like, scared because they all, like, go down a hill and they're like, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Absolutely. So, is there anything else that you think audiences should know about this film? Um, if they don't like talking animals... Everybody loves talking animals, are you kidding me? Yeah, (laughs) I can't think of anything. It's just just a great film. Awesome. And do you think, um, I know you were saying that you don't really think there's anything that you might change in it besides the abrupt ending, but do you think that there was a certain aspect of this film that was a little bit not necessary? Yes, the part where this poodle 
that I think she's like pink. <laughs> she just like finds a pack of wolves and they call her their lucky charm. And then her and the like stupid wolf who just like doesn't know anything is like, ooh, shiny. They just like fall in love. I oh, don't that's think that's really... cute. It's cute, but I don't really think a pink poodle was necessary. It was just kind of unrealistic. Exactly. I've well, then again, talking reindeers isn't very realistic, but still, I get where you're coming from. Yes. And did, what did you think of the um, the voice acting in this? Did the voices match the characters? Yeah, I think they did a good job matching who voiced who. The voice, I thought the voice of Nico and Julius, they were, like, perfect for those characters. And Wilma. Awesome. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for telling me all about the flight before Christmas. So, guys, be sure to go check it out and get into the holiday spirit. But don't forget, Halloween has not happened yet, so you have to get in the Halloween spirit first. But it sounds like a very wonderful movie. So, Juliana, thanks again. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, for Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. 
Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now, in the first segment that we did, we talked with some um, of the talent from Princess for Christmas, and now we're going to be reviewing the film. So, again, we have with us Brianna. So, Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? I will gladly. Um, well, at the start of this film, Jules Daly, played by Katie McGrath, Katie McGrath. Um, she is having. She is ownership. She has ownership of her niece and nephew because her sister and brother-in-law died. I don't. I can't remember how they died, but they did die. And so their niece and nephew are kind of sad, and the nephew is causing problems. So she's kind of, and she just lost her job, so she's very paranoid about that. And she's a young woman who receives an invitation from an estranged relative to visit them for Christmas. And she travels with her niece and nephew to a castle in Europe where she falls for an attractive prince. So she goes there. Like, she puts up a fight at first, but then she's like, oh, what do we have to lose? Because she lost her job and she lost everything else that she has. So she she goes there... She goes there, and she falls in love with the prince, and she makes some enemies, but it's all good, so. Well, it sounds like a wonderful movie. So, what did you think of it? I thought it was really good, because, I mean, I'm a big fan of Christmas films. Me, my dad, my mom, we're, we're big Christmas fans. And as you said before, I hate when they... I hate when they put Christmas things out before Halloween. It's like it's not even. It, why know. are you doing this? Oh my! Gosh. It just aggravates me. So I, I I really like this film. Part of because I really like Christmas films, and part of the plot. I love princess films too. Like I love Cinderella. I love I love Rapunzel. I love Romeo and Juliet. I don't think that's a really princess film, but I really, really but like still. that film. So. <laughs> but still. So this sounds sort of like a romantic tale um, as well. So what do you, what would you say the genre of this film is? The genre for me was it was it was comedic because the nephew he was always getting in trouble. I mean it was kind of sad too, but he was always getting in trouble, and he was always doing stupid things. And then the and then his sister, um, the the niece, she was. So so adorable she could i'm just like she like one time she had a bulb in her hand like a tree bulb and she's like we saved the best one for you and it it just messed with my heart because it was so and you were cute. like oh my god i could just yeah. like eat you yeah That's so I, I, it's you're so cute so i i think it'd be family and kids because i mean it has kids in it so and family because again i wouldn't invite my i mean i maybe would invite my friends over for this but i think it's mostly a family film so yeah absolutely um so it sounds like like you said you really like princess stories but it sounds 
like a bit of a twist on um, princess stories. It doesn't sound very typical. So explain that a little bit to me. How does it differ from other princess stories? Well, in other princess stories, there's a princess, and she's not necessarily waiting, but she she suddenly finds this person, and they get married, and they're princess- they know each other for two days, and then they yeah. get married. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the traditional. And but with this, um, the guy is a prince, so that's total gender change, and so they're not exactly related, but they're like they're not related anyway. Um, so he she goes there and he meets him, and then it's slowly like over a long. Not, I I don't think it's a long long period of time, but I think it's a few months period of time, and they get to know each other and they just fall in love because. Because, you know, everything... Like, if there's a main guy and there's a main girl, it kind of always has to fall in love. So um, that's how it differs from the usual fairy tale. Because, I mean, the prince and princess know each other for two days, then they get married, and it's happily never after. And then you're like, oh, it's such a great film. It's like, well, it kind of wasn't, because they only knew each other for, like, two days. And then so, cause you have like after they get married it's like end of story then you have like no idea what <laughs> story. what happens after that it's like they're married they they die <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um do you think you have a favorite character in this film um yes my favorite character is the niece because she's she's really cute and like she's got big eyes and so when she looks at the camera or not looks directly into the camera but when the camera's facing her and when she's talking to other people her eyes are so big and she's like oh and then she has a doll who keeps losing its head (laughs) so So is this film an animation or a live action live action okay Um, so she's got i mean like not really big eyes like animation but she's got like the cutest eyes like i don't know how her eyes get bigger but they just look bigger anyway she has this doll that keeps losing her head and like the whole castle tries to find her head and she's like we must find the head and her maid tapes the head back on but then it falls off and the maid's like i'm sorry i thought i taped it on and the girl's just like looking at her just like it's okay chill but she's still (laughs) mad about it but her eyes are her eyes are so cute, and she's so cute, and she's small, and it's just adorable. Awesome. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and right now we are reviewing Princess for Christmas. Um, so we were just talking a little bit about Brianna's favorite character. So why don't you tell me about your favorite scene in this movie? Um, My favorite scene is when, like... She, not not the niece, but Jules Daly and the prince are dancing. And in the room, in the room next to them, not in the room next to them, but the room behind them, it's the nephew and someone else learning how to do the guitar. And then it's the niece doing ballet. So it's like a big picture and then two rooms behind. So it's like they're all kind of having family time um, because the nephew was pretty distant at first but he's kind of warming up to because he got grounded because he got out and so he got grounded but he came over with them to Europe and so he's finally warming up because because he's he's realizing that just because he's that she's not her she's not his mom 
doesn't mean she doesn't care. So she does care, and all of them care. So it's I like that scene because it looks like they're all bonding, bonding, and they're all together. So absolutely. So why don't you tell us how many stars you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Five. Amazing. It was. <laughs> I mean, it was. because I love Christmas and Princess Tales and this had a twisted plot and not many have twisted plot and so I I give it 5 out of 5 because it has a great plot and a great message and great characters I mean I love how they chose Sam Hewen as the prince because I mean he's actually English and uh, I love English people because I love their accent. <laughs> They're just Me like, too. Oh, pip cheerio. I'm just like, I love your accent, man. Pip, pip cheerio. <laughs> yes, yes, that's so. why I quite enjoyed yeah, the, the interview. interview. I was like, British accents are so <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love that film. Mm-hmm. So do you think this story is relatable to most people? Um... I think it is. Not the like the going to Romania and falling in love with the prince, but um I think it's relatable that if you have if you have people that aren't your biological parents or not even if you're you have to like hold together for each other because she like Jules Daly was holding together for her niece and nephew and the nanny just quit and she just lost her job and so she's kind of holding together with that and I think everyone has a point in their life where they're holding a lot in their hands and they don't think they're going to make it yeah. so there I think I think that's relatable not the prince stuff but I think that's relatable because I think everyone in their life has that moment where they don't think they're going to make it or it's too much on their hands so Absolutely. I know being a teenager, I definitely <laughs> experienced that quite a lot, but I know it only is going to get harder before it gets better. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's definitely cool that it's a relatable topic. So, if you could be one character in this film, whether you relate to them or not, who would you be and why? Denise. <laughs> I mean, she's my favorite character. I mean, I would I would be her because I mean, I for me when people look at me, like, I, I have two sides. I can be really, really mean, but I don't like to be, but, or I can be really, really nice and sweet. And my sweet side is kind of like hers because she's really, she's really wide-eyed about things and she, she's just like a little kid. I mean, I mean, I hate growing up because I, I miss those times where we're in front of the TV watching Blue's Clues and Dora and just laughing at everything and I think if I had to be one character, it'd be that. I mean, it'd be her because she's really cute, and I I just love cute people. <laughs> That's how it is for me. I just like I wish I could just stay little and adorable forever. See, whenever we have my so friends, much in common. When I, yeah, I know. Whenever my friends are like, "Oh my god, I just can't wait to like graduate and just like get out of here," I'm like, "No, I'm so <laughs> old." Well, Brianna, thank you so much for telling me all about this film, and it's awesome that we got to talk about it and also interview some of the talent. So thank you, and guys, be sure to check it out because it sounds very fun, just in time for Christmas, and um, it sounds very romantic and funny and awesome. So thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>